Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tiantian. Now, Extended Reality Solutions, which is the umbrella term for virtual reality, augmented reality, and mixed reality solutions, they're at the heart of our conversation today. Our guest is from Vario, which is the Finnish firm that, by the way, consists of veterans who previously came from Nokia Cast. Now, the company makes what it calls the highest immersion virtual and mixed reality products and services that includes not just the headset, but also software applications for enterprises. Now, devices are used to train advanced VR users such as astronauts, pilots, nuclear power plant operators, as well as for car design and pioneering research. According to TechCrunch, Vario's customer base includes about a quarter of the Fortune 100 companies. So think the likes of Boeing and Aston Martin. The firm also works with governments in the US and Europe. But how does it assess the demand for extended reality products and services from these big players? And with Apple unveiling its Apple Vision Pro spatial computer, is competition heating up for Vario? And does Vario want Apple to succeed and aid the growth of the nascent industry? Well, for more, let's speak to Patrick Wyatt, Chief Product Officer of Vario. Patrick, welcome to the show. Good evening. Uh, great to be on the show today. Great to have you on board. And Patrick, we've briefly mentioned this in our introduction, but best to hear it from you. Appreciate if you could take us through your value proposition and business model. Sure. Uh, Vario makes the world's most powerful mixed reality virtual experiences. Uh, our flagship product is a headset that seamlessly merges virtual and real worlds together. And if I'm trying to explain what that is with the power of power of words alone, um, imagine being able to take a computer-generated virtual object, place it on the real table in front of you, then pick it up and inspect it with your real hands. So our customers in general are large enterprises which are trying to move various design or training processes to virtual reality. And they choose Vario because the realism the experiences our platform can deliver to them. Mm. Okay, and Patrick, I was taking a look at uh, a TechCrunch article. I believe you've mentioned it as well. You serve customers including Lockheed Martin, Volvo, Aston Martin, Kia, Boeing, and on the whole, about a quarter of Fortune 100 companies. So take us through your customer base then. That's right. Uh, Training, simulation, design are important markets for us. We're working, as you mentioned, with 15 of the top 20 global automakers. Traditionally, car makers would make very expensive full-scale models in order to design um, or to make ergonomic decisions, often out of clay or things like that. Now they can do this digitally by inspecting life-size 3D models in virtual reality. If you think about training, for example, that's also an important sector for us, particularly pilot training. Our headsets are used by both civilian and military trainers in the top programs. And this is a good example of mixed reality simulation. The parts often seated in the real cockpit and simulator and the headset fuses together the view of their real hands and controls with a simulated virtual world outside. And if we can get this hyper-realistic simulation, they can avoid so-called training scars where they end up being trained the wrong things and learn the wrong behaviours. Okay, and uh, Patrick, I was looking at your customer base and it seems like you're rather focused on the big guys and for professional use. Uh, why is this the case? And uh, do you think you can eventually open up to the mass market somewhere down the road? I think this focus kind of reflects uh, two things on our part. Uh, one is that we're really focused on helping customers move very practical, mission-critical workflows to virtual reality where they've got a very concrete return on investment. And so that naturally trends towards sort of industrial applications. And then I think the focus on automotive aviation so far 
has been mainly because these are extremely high value choices they make when they a really high level of visual quality to have the confidence to make business decisions based on virtual model alone. I would say that for the foreseeable future, we're pretty focused on enterprise and um, the broader um, B2B space and less on the consumer space um, in the long run. Mm. So at the moment, how would you assess the market for extended reality products? Because uh, I know we've seen what happened with Meta and its Metaverse ventures. Of course, that's focused on the mass market. It seems like mass adoption of the Metaverse is not quite there yet. And the adoption of XR solutions, extended reality solutions, seem to work in lockstep with the development of the Metaverse. So your thoughts on that? So, well, oddly, we don't really talk much about the Metaverse our customers on day-to-day basis. I say we're quite focused on these very practical topics around the virtualization of industrial processes. Now, I do think it's fair to say that the metaverse idea hasn't quite yet lived up to its hype. And I think one of the reasons for that is it's hard to make a virtual world, a fully virtual world, as interesting and rich as the real world is. So the thing I, I think is that the, the more promising direction is to create a stronger link between digital and physical worlds. And this is sometimes called a digital twin. And so it's now possible to build a fully digital one-to-one model of, let's say, your factory, and then start to simulate changes in that digital model before making real changes in your production line on the ground. And I think that's quite a powerful concept, and it's why we've invested quite heavily in this mixed reality concept around visualizing, um, blending virtual and real worlds together in one overall scene. And it seems like the logical step would be what you're doing, focusing on industrial use and targeting bits by bits. And uh, speaking of the market, Patrick, how would you define uh, your competitors? Are your competitors at this point in time, you know, the likes of Apple or are they even your competitors to begin with? Because I know Apple released this uh, Vision Pro spatial computer not too long ago and Vario was cited in an article saying that it doesn't want Apple to fail in its VR headsets. Tell us more about that. We know Apple is reportedly cutting its forecast production for the Vision Pro headsets. Your thoughts again? So I guess talk a little bit about competition in general. I think uh, we found we're not really competing much against other headset manufacturers, but they're mainly focused so far on the consumer market. The biggest competition for us really actually is today more like the real world. Um, as we've spoken about, our customers set a very, very high bar for moving their, their process to virtual reality. So we want to make sure the experience is absolutely faithful to that. On Apple in particular, I think we're actually really happy they jumped into this space because it's going to create a lot of energy and momentum amongst developers to create new software solutions for mixed reality. I'd say their focus is probably a bit different to ours. Uh, the ultimate end game for all these big tech companies, be it Apple or somebody else, is to create mass market consumer products where they can sell hundreds of millions of units. And that means they want to go increasingly lightweight and increasingly cheap. Um, and the Vision Pro, I think, is just a first step on that path for them. Uh, so I wouldn't read too much into the production forecasts or sales for 2024 is really a first step on a five, 10 year journey for them. And uh, well, Patrick, if I may follow up on this, I know the big guys are heading for, you know, bigger numbers and they really need that mass adoption there. For yourself, very much focus on the industrial use cases, but what will it take or how big must the market grow for you to decide that, hey, it's actually a worthwhile venture for me to now expand my customer base to look at the mass market sometime? I think for the foreseeable future, we'll be pretty focused on the enterprise customers. Um, and that could be big enterprises or it could be smaller companies as well. And the consumer space I mentioned is obviously very crowded, right? Lots of very large companies focus in that area. Um, so we do have a consumer product called the Vario Aero that's used by high-end simulators and gamers. But I've seen most of our focus 
um, being continuing on those really high quality experiences where we can differentiate on on an experience in that way uh, rather than trying to compete in the mass market um, I'd say. Mm. If you're just tuning in we are now speaking to Patrick Wyatt Chief Product Officer at Vario and let's talk about funding Patrick. Uh, Vario had in September last year raised this 40 million US dollars in Series D funding and the latest round is backed by return investors. We are talking here about uh, EQT Ventures, Atomico, Volvo Cartech Fund, Lifeline Ventures and also new strategic investors, including, very interesting here, you have Foxconn. What value does this group of strategic investors bring to the table for you? Yeah, we've got a great mix of investors. Some of these top tier VCs you mentioned are the ones that are our customers and our suppliers. So the likes of kind of Volvo, we've been working for many years on our on our solution development and it's been great to be so deeply embedded in their processes to be able to build our products too. It's been very valuable for us. And for partners like Foxconn, um, who, as you know, is the largest contract manufacturer in the world, it's really a mark of the confidence they have that our underlying tech is heading in the right direction um, in the long run. They've shown the partner with us and this stuff. So that's great. Mm. And I believe Ferio said last year that it would use the funds from this Series D funding for R&D cloud services, as well as help the firm scale its software and hardware offerings across new verticals, new business verticals, such as design, manufacturing, education. How have you used the funds so far one year down? The big investment for us right now is our cloud services product, which is called Vario Reality Cloud. And that product's really all about providing a service that helps our customers manage their 3D data inside their organization and makes it easy for them to deploy immersive solutions across their company. So this works with our own hardware business um, directly, but also with um, hardware from other manufacturers too. And um, we've seen some great traction there in the last 12 months with some enterprise scale deployments inside some Fortune 500 companies. So that's going great. I know you guys have not disclosed your valuations previously, but PitchBook estimates that Vario was valued at 146 million US dollars in a funding round that was held in 2020, which I believe was the round before Series D. Any hint you can give us as to what that magic number is for you at this moment in time? Well, I do not have any valuation numbers to disclose, but I, <laughs> but, I, but I could hint it's larger than the figure that you just mentioned. Um, so, mm. uh, second half, yeah. Okay, significantly higher than 146 yeah. million well, US I can, dollars. I can give you that hint. <laughs> <laughs> and before we let you go, Patrick, what are some future plans for Vario in the second half of this year uh, in terms of funding, in terms of going public? What can we expect here in Singapore? Well, I think the rest of this year, we're really focusing on continuing to scale our harder business to sort of push beyond those workflows you mentioned in design, automotive, into new workflows too. And then building out the rest of our cloud services offering, which we just discussed. Um, we've actually got a great partner here in Singapore called CreativeX, and he's, they're on the ground here to help our customers test and implement our products. Well, um, Patrick, just a very quick follow-up question from me here. Um, any IPO plans in the foreseeable future? Uh, we have nothing to disclose right now, but any future plans for financing. But do um, invite us back in a few years' time, and we'll be glad to update you on uh, on any developments. All right. Excited and looking forward to that. Uh, thanks a lot, Patrick. That was Patrick Wyatt, Chief Product Officer at Vario. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.